Timing is everything. Shakespeare was the first one to say it in 1599 in this play called Julius Caesar. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> and it can be applied to every aspect of life, especially when raising children. Some of the most frequent questions we get all have to do with timing. This week on the podcast, we'll talk about the nap timing question. Specifically, when is it time to drop that third nap? Another timing question we get a lot has to do with feeding schedules. When is the right time to make the transition into a new schedule? What should you expect from your baby? Will they eat more, sleep better? We'll cover it all. And the answers are yes. Will they eat more? Yes. Will they sleep better? Yes. And we're going to tell you when and how. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Laura. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. We're so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, ladies. This is Melissa from Virginia. Um, I just want to thank you for Moms on Call because I have used it with all three of our children and it has worked like a charm. You guys are brilliant. Uh, so thank you. I, our third is 14 months right now, and I'm trying to figure out how to tell when she's ready to drop the first nap, um, or if she's going through like a cognitive leap or something else is going on. So any tips or tricks for that would be really helpful. I don't know if, if she's fussy through both naps, if something else is going on, or if she would just be having a hard time with the first nap. And if I dropped it, would that make the second one just easier for her? Um, so I'm trying to figure all of that out. So any help with that would be super appreciated. And thank you guys so much. Bye. Oh, my gosh. I love this question because we get it all the time. I don't know. Does a day go by that you don't get this no. question? No. No. Ever. Never. We're all thinking this. Yeah. Hey, it's everybody. <laughs> It's We're all naps. thinking about naps. It's naps. It's naps. Are you thinking about naps right now? I am. Okay. Very much. <laughs> and and so with naps, you know, when we're following the mom's on call routines and we're following them from the beginning, you know, we're starting out with those four naps, right? Give or take. And then we get down to three, two good naps and one kind of wonky. wonky nap. And we'll stay there till probably seven, eight months sometimes. That evening nap, that wonky nap just tends to go away. So it's just kind of a gradual dropping. But then we get to these two naps. Hands down, we're having a morning nap, we're having an afternoon nap, and we are riding that out as long as we possibly can. I mean, keep them going with those two naps until we just can't anymore. Unfortunately, typically right around that 12 to 15 month mark is when they start to show us that they're ready to drop that nap. And we always say... 
What number <laughs> shares the same first letter as the word nap? Nine. What? It's nine. How many days is it going to take to transition from two naps to one nap? Nine. How many days are you going to want to turn back? A lot. Nine. <laughs> How many days are you going to question your judgment? Nine. <laughs> it's not a fun transition, and you really think, because they're so tired in the morning, it's just like, oh my goodness, cranky pants. It is cranky pants, but Ooh. they're cranky already. That's one of the signs, yeah. right? That's what we're kind of looking for, is when that one or both naps get really, really wonky for more than, you know, we're not just talking about a day here and there. We're talking yeah. several days in a row where it is just a mess. We don't know how much time oh. the nap's going to be. They're getting up fussy, but then as soon as the nap is over, they're tired. This is what we mean by wonky. And then the next day, they sleep like they've never slept in their life. And you have to go and wake them up. And you're like, what did I do today? And so it's just how these naps play out. So when one or both get wonky, we're going to move and it'll take nine days and you just commit to the one nap. We have all the times mapped out in the book for you. Um, and, and you just commit to it. Now, if you have to turn back around, because some of us, you know, in the middle of that, somebody gets a cold or, oh, I forgot we're going on vacation day five. I can't deal with this then. It's fine. It'll take nine days the next time you start. It's okay. And um, and sometimes, you know, at 12 or 13 months, your schedule dictates, especially if this is the younger kid, your schedule for preschool or kindergarten, it's going to dictate that really you're only going to get one good nap in the day. So sometimes we just kind of have to do it for the sake of the schedule and what's happening in our lives. And it's okay to kind of move it a little prematurely if you have to, and it'll still take nine days. They can adjust to that, you know, sometime between 12 and 15 months, and, and we'll walk with you through it. It's not a whole lot of fun. And they'll always fall asleep in the car. And sometimes they only have one fall asleep in them. That's it. But if That's you're going it. to pick up your older child, um, yeah, the younger one may fall, take that opportunity to fall asleep for that 10 minutes or however long. I think in other areas, demographic areas, traffic isn't quite the same as it is here. Right. Hopefully. Right. <laughs> so here in the Atlanta area, it could take us an hour to pick Go up our two kids, miles. Right. Um, so hopefully it's a little shorter than that um, for you. But yes, we'll, and we'll be walk consistent. You be yeah. consistent. Pick the time. You know, we lay out how to go from two naps to one nap. We give you a two nap routine. We give you the one nap routine. You can adjust that to pick up and drop off and what even have in you. the app. Yes, so the even app, in the app. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. drop those. You know, figure those things out and adjust it where you need to. And you know, a lot of times when you those first few days that you take away that morning nap, you may find that putting a snack in place to use as a little bit of a distraction to buy you a little bit more time. Move lunch just a little bit earlier. Um, Plan outside well. activities. Oh, gosh. Sunshine, sunshine, yeah. sunshine. So distraction, distraction. And then you'll get them down. It'll take about nine days. But at 14 months, we're probably ready to go to one nap. But if we're not, and your child takes two great naps until they're 18 months old, Yay. you don't have to fix that. Just don't brag about it. Right. Keep that to yourself at playgroup.
Did you know that there's more to the walk to end Alzheimer's than just walking? The Alzheimer's Association invites you to join our movement towards a brighter future for all those affected by Alzheimer's. With events in more than 600 communities nationwide, the Walk to End Alzheimer's is the world's largest event to raise awareness and funds for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. We walk for the 150,000 people in Georgia living with the disease and the nearly 350,000 friends and family members taking care of their loved ones every single day. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, but to get there, we need you. And if you live here in Georgia, where we live, the walk to end Alzheimer's is in 20 cities around the state this fall. In fact, we're walking in Atlanta on November 4th at the Battery at Truist Park, and we would love to have you join us. And if you're not in Georgia, there are events in your community too. To register and get involved with a walk near you, head to alz.org backslash walk and do it today. Join the walk to end Alzheimer's and help us make a brighter future for all those affected by Alzheimer's. Make a difference today at alz.org backslash walk. Hey, Moms on Call. My name's Abby. I live in Montana, and I have a 12-week-old who is doing great. She's gaining weight, um, but she is taking smaller feedings than what your typical day suggests. So I've kept her on the four- to eight-week schedule, and she's not taking bigger feedings, you know, five to seven ounces of formula or milk um, under your typical day for eight to 16 weeks. So I've kept her on the four to eight week schedule so that she's eating more frequently. Um, but I'm just curious your thoughts on transitioning her to the next schedule where she's eating less frequently throughout the day. If you think that could increase the amount of um, feeding she's doing, or if you think we should just keep her right where she's at, she's currently sleeping mostly through the night from about 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. So we're really grateful for that and just grateful for all your helpful information and um, encouragement and positive attitude with babies. So thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. All right, Mama. Thanks for calling in. And, you know, at 12 weeks of age, we absolutely need to head over to that 8 to 16 week routine. And those amounts that she's taken in, they're going to gradually increase as we make that transition to the 8 to 16 week routine, which is actually the same as the 4 to 8 week routine. We're feeding every three hours. Um, so we don't change the frequency of those feedings, but what we do is put them to bed earlier. So that does take away one of those feedings. And the truth is, if they need it, they're going to let you know. And we have great news. 
The baby is designed to be able to get what they need in every day, as long as it's available. And especially when we do it in the increments that you're following in the moms on call schedule. So put another ounce in the bottles that you offer during the day. And I I have the best news. I'm so excited to tell you this because not only are you going to extend out those nighttime hours of sleep, but the baby is also after about three days going to start to increase the amount that they take per feeding. And it's so weird because you think that the first feeding of the day is going to be like, oh, they're going to be ravenous and just like suck down 10 ounces. And it doesn't happen like that. It's like an extra half ounce at this feeding, an extra three quarters at that feeding, the other feedings, nothing, then a, you know, extra half ounce before bed. And so they just, yeah, they're designed to kind of do that. You know, our, our appetites fluctuate as well, but that's typically what you're going to see. And so it's all good news for you. Go ahead and move forward. So, you know, you didn't mention exactly how many ounces your little one was taking. If really struggling to get those ounces in, and it could be four to five ounces, as long as they're gaining weight, we're okay with that. Um, But you may want to look at the nipples that you're using. Let's just make sure that we do some trial and error and find those, that perfect nipple that will allow her to get what she needs in that 20 to 30 minute time frame. And when she sucks the bottle dry, two feeds in a row, bump up by a half an ounce to an ounce, and we will get her right where she needs to be. So 12 weeks of age, you've got a lot of fun things happening. So taking away that swaddle, get, go on and get on that eight to 16 week routine and get through about three to five days and then see where she is. Jennifer. Yes. One of the most fun projects that you and I have been able to work on the last year was <gasps> the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow mattress what? in conjunction with Colgate because they sat us down and said, tell us everything you want. We're like, really? Everything? Because it seems like maybe some things might be cost prohibitive. <laughs> some things might be impossible. I don't know. Right. But they get, they did. Their factory is here in Atlanta. Yes. So it was so much fun to be able to go and watch and see what they were doing and have been doing forever. It's family owned. It so fam- we got to meet everybody. It we was, met grandpa. We met grandpa <laughs> up on the ladder at the top of those rafters, right? And But they brought in those big things of material mm-hmm. so that we could choose which one we wanted for the cover of our mattress, yes. ours. It was so much fun. And we know and, you're going to put sheets on it, but under the sheets, it's very pretty as well. So and important. yes, and soft. But you know, of course it's us. So safety was absolutely paramount. And there were a few things that we wanted. We wanted it to be breathable. It had to be flame retardant, but not have chemicals on it. We wanted it to be eco-friendly. We came up with everything we could think of it. And they said just, yes, 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 (laughs) yes. And the one thing that we were so excited, because, you know, so many of us, we have more kids and we have kids Our kids grow from babies to toddlers, and who wants to go buy another mattress for our toddlers? So we actually created dual firmness so that it's nice and firm for those little sweet newborns, but we can flip it over so it's a little more comfortable for that toddler. And so much of our furniture does that. Like even, you know, when our kids were growing up, 
we had furniture that would go from a crib to a toddler bed. So it's just perfect to grow up with so many of the furnishings and so we can keep costs down. And it just shouldn't cost you to keep your baby safe. And I think that was one of the things we were so excited about was that we got all the things we asked for. Plus, it is absolutely affordable. And so we're so excited about it. We want you guys to go take a look, see what you think at momsoncall.com. Go check out the Moms on Call Sleep and Grow mattress together in conjunction with Colgate. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.